Hi, welcome to the Emmy Awards. I'm your host, Emmy Cardinale. This is my podcast where I talk about what I've been watching and re-watching. This episode is going to be a deep dive into that 90s show. Um, but before I get into that, I have some other stuff I want to talk about really quickly. Last week, I talked about Gossip Girl. My thoughts on the finale, which came out today as of recording, because I'm recording this on Thursday. Um, it was I was kind of disappointed with the finale. I don't know if it's because... Like now we like now it's the series finale, but I just came away from it feeling unsatisfied. And I think the fact that it was the series finale made it even more frustrating for me. I didn't love the episode, but maybe I'll get into that at a later date. And the next thing I want to talk about is The Bachelor really quickly. The premiere was this Monday which is when my last podcast episode came out was on Monday. And I would be remiss if I didn't touch on The Bachelor. It was a pretty like boring premiere (laughs) in some regards. I don't know if I'm necessarily against that because I don't know. I think I'm excited to potentially have a season where it's more romance than drama. Don't get me wrong. I love the drama aspect of it, but I just don't love when the drama is like forced if that makes sense i'm excited i'm excited on that regard i do just have to say the limo entrances all of the like 90 percent of them were like kind of boring that normally i think the variety of limo entrances kind of to me is what keeps the premiere really engaging and i felt like this one was kind of lacking i was thinking about it and i wonder if it has something to do with the fact that we don't know a ton about sax so it's like what are they gonna say because i feel like a lot of bachelors have like a shtick or whatever and there's more that they can use because of it even like i don't know some of them it's like what does this have to do with your job like somebody greer the girl who got the first impression rose brought him coffee from new york and it's like i don't understand what that like to me that i feel like a good limo entrance should be something memorable and like snappy but it should say something about who you are as a person like becca martinez came out in an old car and she said something like even though i'm young i can appreciate a classic and she was trying to be like i'm a young contestant but like i'm you know it was like a nod at the fact that she's young but Ari was an older bachelor and she was, you know, things like that, where it's like, it says something about who they are. I don't feel like I really knew much about the women from their limo entrances. I would have just liked a little bit more. The limo entrances fell flat for me. The rest of the episode was fine. Um, I don't know how I feel about Greer getting the first impression rose. I think she performed very well in the first episode, but um, she did have a controversy come out which she did address on her own Instagram. So, and I'm not black, so I don't feel comfortable giving an opinion on like whether her apology was sufficient or whatever. Anyways, she like apologized for having defended blackface. Um, I don't know what year, but that's not really relevant to me. Early favorites, I love Charity. I think she is going to go far and I don't think she's going to end up with Zach, but I hope Maybe that's a potential bachelorette. Um, I think she would be a great bachelorette. She's like a child therapist. Get good vibes from Charity. So I'm keeping my eye on her. I don't think Greer's going to go necessarily that far. Just based on previews and the first impression Rose doesn't have the best. It's not the like greatest indicator for The Bachelor specifically. Um, 
don't get me wrong, it's a good thing to have. Like, it gets you, 90% of the time, it gets you, like, a good amount through the season. Um, but it's not an indicator that you're necessarily going to get to, like, top four or, or, or anything like that. So I don't really foresee her going particularly far. I think Gabby wins solely based off of Bachelor Fan Take's video. If you're into The Bachelor and you've never seen Bachelor Fan Take, you've never watched any of his videos, you should check out his YouTube videos because he like breaks down the previews and like he's amazing at it. I just, I, I'm always like basing stuff of like my predictions on what he sleuthed out based off of the promos. This is not an original thought, but yeah, I don't think Greer goes very far. I do think Charity at least gets a hometown, hopefully, and so I hope that there is a good arc for Bachelorette. Game of Roses, my favorite Bachelor podcast, is keeping their eyes on Christina Mandrelli um, because she like did really well in the first episode. I don't think she's going to go that far. I don't know. She did an okay job. For me, that is not the kind of player I like, the one that is so like on paper perfect for The Bachelorette or The Bachelor, which is the same reason I wasn't particularly compelled with Zach. Like, my ideal kind of, like, contestant watching as a viewer is somebody like Gabby Windy, where it's like, Gabby Windy was, like, a great bachelorette on paper in that she was, like, a Broncos cheerleader. She was in, like, NICU nurse. She was, like, amazing, you know? But her actual personality and the way she carried herself, it felt a lot more like a real person where people like Christina Mandrelli, Mandrell, um, Mandrell, not Mandrelli. I apologize. Um, I don't know. She feels too rehearsed to me. Like I don't, I don't, I don't vibe with her. Uh, but we'll see. I'm excited to see what happens with her in the season. I'm completely unspoiled. But those are my initial thoughts on the Bachelor, Bachelor premiere, all of that. Oh, How I Met Your Father, first episode of season two, um, came out this Tuesday. I'm excited about that. I got a TikTok about them filming the finale in front of a live studio audience. And that if you're in LA, you should like reserve a ticket. And I considered it, but it's on a Friday and I don't have Fridays off and I don't want to request off for the filming. So um, anyways, I will eventually talk more in depth about that. So I'm not going to get into it, but I am excited to see Barney Stinson in season two. And and to find out more about Sophie's dad, because they did a little flash forward um, about, because she says something in the episode about that being her rock bottom. And then future Sophie is like, actually, my rock bottom didn't come until later that year. And the flash forward is her on the phone telling her mom, I think I'm dating my dad. And then she crashes into a car and it's Barney's car. So I'm excited to learn more about her dad. I'm excited to see Barney. I don't know. I'm excited about season two. I like How I Met Your Father, as I talked about in my last episode, if you watched it. So all that out of the way. Any life updates that I have? Not really. <laughs> um, oh, my friends. I mentioned this in the last episode. I have friends coming to visit me in February, and I said I don't know what the podcast. I, I was kind of inconsistent for the month of January. Um, And I said I didn't know what would happen with the podcast with my friends coming to visit. They want to be featured in the podcast. So I am going to record an episode when they're here. They'll just be in it. And there may be a video version of that on my YouTube channel. So um, because my bestie Ezra really wants a video version. All that aside. Oh, um, if you like this episode, if you like any of the episodes you listen to, please make sure to follow me wherever you listen to podcasts. 
um, all of that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So that 90s show, I would like to just start off by saying that I am not in that 70s show like savant. I don't know enough about that 70s show to really go into it with like that lens when the like for example I'm a big Gilmore Girls fan like I have watched it an obscene amount of times and if they were to ever do a spin-off of like Rory's kid like years later or something like that um or like Lane's kids or something like that I would go into it understanding like references stuff like that in a in a way that I do not for that 90s show um and I do just want to establish that because I don't want I'm coming at this from like an objective viewer to some extent because I don't have much of an emotional attachment to that 70s show. I've seen a good amount of it. I haven't seen it all the way through. I have watched it in bits and pieces. I really wanted to rewatch all of it when I heard that that 90s show was coming out, but it's not on Netflix anymore and I don't have Peacock, but... I would like to watch it all the way through eventually because I've liked what I've seen of it. And I know vaguely how all the characters left off, but I'll get into that as I go along. So that is just my perspective coming at this. I have, I do know the characters, all of that, but I am not that 70s show expert. So if I miss plot lines, if I miss references, my apologies. Um, But if you don't really know much about that 70s show, then you and I are in the same boat. The first episode is called That 90s Pilot. It starts at Point Place, Wisconsin, July 3rd, 1995. So Kitty is like super, Kitty, um, we meet, there's Kitty Foreman, Red Foreman, um, their parents to Eric. If you know the original series, you will know the characters. I didn't like know who the characters were. It wasn't like I completely didn't know anything about it. But anyways, anyways, so Kitty, it's like 4th of July weekend. Kitty's super excited to be, to have Eric visiting. So she's cleaning the house. She's dancing. She's so excited. Eric arrives. We meet her, his kid, um, Leia. He's married to Donna and they have a daughter named Leia because they're big Star Wars fans. And, um, we find out that Eric is an overprotective dad. He like, they get in and she's like, I need to go to the bathroom. And he's like, be careful. Like the toilet, like the water comes out too hot. Like he's like really overprotective. Donna wrote a book, Kitty and Red, or one of them, I don't remember, is like, we were, we were like, Donna, we saw the review of the of your book in the paper. We read it. And she's like, you read the book? And they were like, no, we read the review. So Donna's a published author. Very happy for her. Eric works at a university, and he's an adjunct professor. They live in Chicago. Um, I don't know if they moved to Chicago at the end of that 70s show. Again, I'm very sorry for my lack of knowledge. Kitty really wants Donna to call her mom. Donna is hesitating to call her mom. Eric and Leia are supposed to go to father-daughter space camp. Leia is not particularly thrilled about it. Um, Donna's literally like, you need to give her space. And he's like, I am. I'm giving her space camp. It was, it, I thought that was kind of funny. But anyways, Leia goes outside and she's like playing basketball. And she hears You Ought to Know playing from next door. And so she goes to see where it's coming from. And we meet Gwen, who lives in the room where... Donna lived before. Donna lived right next to Eric, and that's how they met. So um, Leia watches Gwen singing, and then Gwen's like, what are you doing? And she's like, sorry, I'm just admiring you. You're so cool. Leia's like, I have bootlegs from Chicago. Do you want to hear them? They bond. They talk about the fact that Donna lived in that room before. And I was like, hmm, Donna lived there before. (laughs) 
Leia is in Eric's house. I was like, ooh, a budding romance, but probably not. Anyways, I just make everything gay in my brain. Leia is like very nerdy. She loves debate clubs. She's she's telling Gwen about her life back in Chicago, and she's like, I'm really great at debate club. Um, then we meet Nate, who's Gwen, Gwen's older brother. They have different dads. Um, but yeah, he comes in and he's like, the music's too loud. He's trying to shave or something. I don't really know. Leia gets a nose ring. She has a nose ring and Eric freaks out about it because again, he's an overprotective dad. Um, then <laughs> Leia's basically like, I'm going to go hang out with Gwen. He's like, who's Gwen? She's like, he lives, she's like, she lives next door. Leia goes to hang out with Gwen. Um, they're in her basement and we meet Ozzy. Ozzy and Gwen met last year in detention. So he's like, he's part of the group. Then a, a few other people come down to the basement. Nate, who we already know. And then Nikki, which who is Nate's girlfriend. And Jay, who we find out later in the episode is a Kelso. So basically they come in. They tell a story about how they got a free keg because they were outside of a liquor shop and the employee was like, are you here to pick up the keg that was prepaid for? And they were like, yeah, so they have the keg. Um, They don't have a tap though. (laughs) Um, There's a really funny scene where Donna and Eric are, are upstairs and it's like this big thing where it's like you are upstairs people now because obviously Donna and Eric hung out in the basement with all of their friends and other adults. And it's like a very cute, I don't know. I really like that moment. They do a classic, that 70s show thing where they like, it's like a circle and they spin the camera kind of thing. I don't know how to explain it, but if you've seen the show, you know what I mean. Um, And they do that upstairs and it's like they're upstairs people and they're adults. And it's just, it's so funny. They're drinking Zima too, which is very 90s. Leia, um, because she's the new girl, they're like, you should get the tap. At first, she goes in, she pretends to be pregnant, like she has a fake belly, but then the belly moves, and the liquor lady, it's like mama's discount kegs or something, so they call her mama. That, um, she's like about to call the police, mama is. Leia is a total badass, and she gets them the tap. So that happens, and they're all like, she's amazing. Then it cuts to them, they're, they're on top of the water tower with the keg, and they're drinking beer. How did they get that keg to the top of the water tower? But that's also very, that 70s show is them on the water tower. And um, Leia wishes she could stay for the summer. And then she says something, it's so cute. She has this moment with Gwen when she's like, I, this is going to sound dorky, but I'm interested in us becoming best friends. How can we make that happen? And Gwen was like, stay for the summer. Maybe we'll see what happens. Oh, I forgot to mention that Jay Kelso kind of hits on Leia earlier he's like flirty vibes you know um and he says something to her and um Ozzy's like that would have worked on me so that's how we find out that Ozzy's gay Leia she comes back to the house you know she had a little bit of beer Eric's like you missed the fireworks like what's going on because it's the fourth of July let's not forget and she stands up for herself and she's like I want to stay here and it's so funny because Eric like doesn't really know what to say And then Donna's like, and then he's like, take it away, Donna. And Donna's like, I'm so proud of you. And then the mom starts to speak and she's, and he's like, yes, mom, thank you. And the mom's like, you can stay here if you want. Everybody's turning on Eric and he's freaking out. It's so funny. So Eric's very against it. He's basically like, no. Leia has a very teenage moment where she's like, you ruin everything or whatever. And she storms off, you know, very 15 year old of her. And 
there is a really sweet moment with Eric and Donna on the hood of the car, um, which is something they did in that 70s show a lot. And kind of Donna convinces Eric to stop being so hard on Leia and to give her the space and let her stay in Wisconsin for the summer. So Leia gets to stay for the summer. Eric, like, you know, tells her that she can stay. It's like a very sweet moment. And um, then Eric and Donna are leaving and Donna calls Kitty mom, which is what she wanted at the beginning of the episode. And then um, Jay and Leia are in the kitchen and they're heading out. And Kitty's like, where are you going? And she's like, I'm going to hang out. And we're going to the lake house. And Red's like, who are you? And he's like, Jay. Jay Kelso. So that's how we find out Jay is a Kelso. And um, then... Michael and Jackie come in, Kelso and Jackie come in, and that's how we find out that Jackie and Kelso are remarried for the third time. Like they, she's in her wedding outfit, and they're like, "You're getting married," and she, and they're like, "We're getting remarried for the second time." So this is the third time they've been married. Um, yeah, something that I wrote down is why don't Kitty and Red know Kelso and Jackie's kid. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, like they, it's not like they had a kid the same age or like, but I don't know. I feel it, it's kind of weird to me that Donna and Eric don't interact with Kelso and Jackie and that they don't really know about each other's kids or their kids have never met. It's like, I, I just feel like there's a lot of like, what happened in all those years, in those tw- in the 20 years between or the 15 years between the end of that 70s show and that, like, what what happened? Why, like, Kelso and Jackie live in the town, and Eric and Donna are in Chicago, but do they not keep in touch? Like, do they not know each other's kids? It would have been a very interesting dynamic if, like, this was somebody who, like, she knew when she was, like, five or something, but she didn't really remember. I don't know. I think I kind of would have liked that more instead of it being, like, none of them know each other at all. I don't know. Um... Anyways, the episode ends with Kitty is like has squirted through the basement. She is like, here's some records of your dad's games, etc. And um, they find a stash. <laughs> and and they're like, oh my god, your grandma hooked us up. And Leia's like, what is it? <laughs> and they're like, no, like, and she's like, no, seriously, what is it? Very funny. Anyways, episode two. Final thoughts at the end of episode one. Um, what has happened with the adults? That's my biggest question mark at the end of episode one. I do have to say, I know a lot of people were had many feelings about Jackie and Kelso being together. And I think it's cute because Ashton and Mila are together, but I didn't really like them together as a couple. And again, I, I haven't seen the series in its entirety, so I am speaking from someone who's only seen mostly the earlier seasons and like bits and pieces. But I just don't think that they were that good for each other. And the fact that they're like, this is the third time they're being married. I don't know. Part of me hopes that that's like meant as like, if they come back, maybe they won't be together forever. If not that, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. Anyways, so episode two is called Free Leia. Nikki's, they're all hanging out in the basement. They're trying to decide if they are going to smoke. Leia's wearing a shirt that's like a dare shirt and she's like I'm literally wearing a shirt it's kind of like weird or whatever Nikki's cousin did Brett Favre's bathroom which I thought was so funny um because I watched the show Claim to Fame 
and Brett Favre's daughter was on it or something. And wasn't he just like caught in some kind of scheme? Anyways, I've never heard of Brett Favre before this. Although, wasn't he like from the Wisconsin cheese pack? What is it called? The something Packers? The Packers. I know it's the Packers, but is it something Packers? Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm not a sports person. We have like the classic smoke circle, you know, very that 70. Kitty doesn't know what to do with her evenings now. Red has a little vegetable garden and all of the the vegetables are very small. I'm like breezing through plot lines that I just, I don't feel like are very important. And I'll give my opinions on the stuff that I do think is important. They mentioned Donkey Kong when they're high downstairs and Leia goes upstairs to get Raisin Bran and uh, because they all want Raisin Bran because they're high. And um, her grandparents turn into Donkey Kong, like the video game. And I thought that was a very cute detail. And I do know that, like, I don't know. I like the hallucinations thing. I'm pretty sure that was something that happened in that 70s show as well, and I like it. They they go into the grandparents' bedroom, like all the kids do, and they all really like red flannels. That's important later. Not, like, particularly important, but a little bit. Anyways, Leia is, like, super anxious about, like, not being as cool as all her friends, and she doesn't want to blow it, so she decides to throw a movie night um and she really she doesn't know what movie to do (laughs) she has no idea they go to the video store and jay works there and she's like trying to figure out what kind of a cool movie so she's like do you know that movie with the people in the place and he's like clerks she's like yeah i love clerks so he tries to find it but somebody has it so then she like is desperate to go find it. We also meet Gwen and Nate's mom, Sherry. She becomes more important later, but that does happen in this episode as well. She's their neighbor. She's kind of like imposing on them a lot throughout the series. So Leia really wants to find clerks. Nate wants one of Red's flannels. Red's basically like, get out. (laughs) I'm not going to give you one of my flannels. Red is very, I like the dynamic of Red and Kitty, of Kitty being so, like, I'm so excited to have the kids back and, like, all of that, and Red being like, oh, these dumbasses are back in my house. Um, I liked it. I liked the good cop versus bad cop of them, uh, of, of it all. I liked that. So they track down who has clerks, and it's Leo, a character from that 70s show. I believe he was originally Hyde's boss. I, again, I am not an expert in that 70s show. But he mentions that he's watching the real world and eventually they get the tape from him. We cut to the movie night. They pop the tape in and it's Leo's audition for the real world. And I literally thought that was so funny. Um, Anyways, Leia freaks out. She runs out. Gwen goes to comfort her and they're sitting on the hood of the car. And again, I was like, ooh, that's a Don and Eric parallel. Are they going to be gay for each other? Anyways, um... They weren't in the season, spoiler, but I don't know. I always have hope that things could become kind of sapphic later in the future. Um, Anyways, (laughs) very sorry. Um, Anyways, they end up watching Free Willy, which Leia had said at the beginning of the episode was her favorite movie because she was trying to figure out a cool movie. And (laughs) Kitty was like, whatever your favorite movie is, is cool. And she's like, my favorite movie is Free Willy. And she's like, okay, maybe not that. Anyways, and they all love Free Willy, so it all works out. It's like kind of a nice thing where, and Gwen says this to her. She's like, you found 
you found like the group of people who don't fit in or something like that. And so it's, it's like, it all works out. Like, and I feel like the fact that they all end up liking free, really free Willy really shows that like Leia found her people. Like she doesn't need to try to be cooler than she is. What she likes and who she is as a person is accepted by them in this small way, but it means so much more. And I loved that. It was really sweet. Um, Red gives Nate one of his flannels. He leaves it in Nate's van and it's like a very sweet moment. Um, Sherry is like talking to Kitty about her relationship trouble. And we find out at the end of the episode that Sherry is dating Fez. Um, although she wants to break up with him. That's like the big thing she's having. She's like, I'm, she, she wants to break up with him. Anyways, that's how the episode ends is we find out that the guy she's dating who she wants to break up with is Fez. Um, so episode three is called Lip Smackers. It starts with Nikki and Nate making out, and we find out that Leia's never kissed anybody. She's, like, freaking out about never having kissed anybody. Girl, you're 14. Calm down. Ozzy um, has a Canadian boyfriend. His name's Etienne. Everyone thinks that Etienne is fake. <laughs> Sherry couldn't break up with Fez. She tells Kitty that it's Fez. Um we find out that Fez has like a hair salon chain and like a bunch of commercials and he's like a bit of a local celebrity. Kitty's like, oh my God, I know Fez. She used to hang out with Eric. Um, he used to hang out with Eric. He, Sherry couldn't break up with Fez. So Kitty's like, I can do it. So Kitty tries to go break up with Fez for Sherry, but she fails because Fez tells her this whole sob story about how Jackie, um, like we find out more about the Jack and Fez breakup, which I'll get to in a second. But anyways, she can't break up with, Fez because he's like I finally have love again and Kitty's like you know a romantic so she's like don't let her go it's like really sweet anyways but we find we get a little bit of information on the Jackie and Fez breakup all we hear is Fez is like I haven't felt this way since Jackie and Kitty's like how what happened between you guys anyway Basically, he's like, we were at a hotel and I heard her on the phone with Michael. But what I'm really confused about is like, when was this? Because they supposedly, Jackie and Kelso, have a 15-year-old kid who is Jay Kelso. He's supposed to be their kid. So when was this? Has Fez been single for 15 years? We know that Jackie and Kelso have broken up and gotten back together. So it's like, I, I don't know, were her and Fez dating in between them? It's just like, there's very little timeline to me. Like, when did they break up? Has he been single for 15 years? He didn't give an indication that it's been like so long. Anyways, I'm just very interested in what happened with the adults. And I feel like because it's not a reboot um, of them, we're not getting a ton of background on what happened between like the ending of that show and the beginning of this one. And I'm just like fascinated. (laughs) Like, what happened? What do you mean? Anyways, Leia and Gwen go to the mall to try to get Leia her first kiss. I think Ozzy might be there, but I can't remember. Leia's super awkward. She can't can't find anybody to kiss. Yada, yada, yada. Red gets a fancy massage chair when he's there. He, like, sits down and somebody sells him a chair. It's kind of cute. Nate has an allergic reaction to nikki's lip smackers which you know is the title of the episode i also feel like that was inserted in there as a minor comedic relief and also to be kind of like the 90s you know Uh, i don't know (laughs) just my two cents not super relevant to the plot so 
Gwen and Leia have like, you know, Leia's kind of like feeling bad about herself because she couldn't get anybody to kiss. And Gwen brings up Leia kissing Jay. She decides to try it and he rejects her, but he does it in a really sweet way where he's like, I like, like she's so embarrassed. And he's like, no, you're really cute. And you're really sweet, like fun to be around. But I like, if I want, if this happens, I want this to happen like in a nice way. So they don't kiss, but it's like really cute. Anyways, Red breaks up with Fez for Sherry because they're like, Sherry's out of options. She's like, Kitty can do it. I can't do it. And they're like, Red's a hard ass. So he does it. Um, Fez didn't know that um, Sherry was a mom or 40. Like Red's kind of like not having, and he's like, she's a mom. She's 40. And Fez is like, oh my God, dodged a bullet. So that's it. And that's the end of them for now. Anyways, Leia finally kisses a stranger at the mall. And we see Ozzy talking to Etienne on the phone. So he's not fake. Um, at least not entirely. There is some guy named Etienne with whom he's talking. They met, um, I kind of skipped over it, the Etienne thing, but basically he met, he was in Canada and they met at like Phantom of the Opera or something. It was really funny because they're like, he's fake. And he's like, you wouldn't know what love was if it like scarred your face and cast you to sing. I don't know. He, it was a really funny joke about the Phantom of the Opera, which I liked as a theater kid. Anyways, episode four is called Rave. So um, basically they're like, the episode starts with Ozzy reading a bunch of, um, like he's reading ads in the newspaper or something about like what's going on and it's just a bunch of cheese festivals there's nothing to do in wisconsin which i thought was funny um except there is a rave in milwaukee and he really wants to go to the rave gwen is kind of against it she's like last time i went to a rave man it did not go well for me so the rave is tentative so far leia really likes jay and is freaking out about like what that meant like he was sweet but she's freaking out about it it's it's just so cute and Gwen is like no you got to stand up for yourself you know and Ozzy's like she read the riot girl manifesto and now she thinks she knows everything and Leia goes I want to be a feminist in college so basically it's like Gwen Ozzy and Leia are in the basement talking about the Leia J situation and then Jay Nikki and Nate are outside talking about the Leia J situation so Jay actually really likes her. Like, he's telling them about what happened, and they're like, you didn't kiss her? Like, that's crazy. And he's like, I know, but I really like her. Like, I like I actually think I like her. And um, I don't know. Neither of them wants to make the first move is the big conflict of this episode. He is like, if I make the first move, it'll give him all the power, and she doesn't want to make the first move. So, But basically, Nikki really wants Leia to be the one to make the first move, and Gwen really wants jay to be the one to so there's like a like a conflict between the two sides of the people in the basement and the people outside of what they want there's a really cute thread throughout this episode of kitty and leia having a little celebrity pasta names game where they make up pasta names with celebrity like i i liked that i really like kitty trying to bond with leia and being like we're friends more than just you know grandmother granddaughter relationship i like it i i enjoy it i love kitty we find we found out earlier that nate 
has Nikki's dad's pager because Nikki gave it to him in case she ever like needs something urgently to like page him or whatever. And um, Nikki's dad is a doctor, but it seems like it wasn't like disconnected because Nate answers a page that wasn't from Nikki and he's like doing doctor stuff throughout this episode, which was kind of funny. They end up going to the rave, um, but they leave Ozzy behind, which is tragic because he was the one who wanted to go to the rave. Kitty and Red find Ozzy, but Ozzy's not going to snitch. He says, none of your business. It was very funny. They go, he goes, none ya. And they go, what? None of business. Very kind of cute. Very cute. Jay and Leia are like, this is so ridiculous. Like everyone's getting in our heads. And Leia's like, how about on the count of three, we say how we feel about each other. But Jay tricks Leia and he doesn't say anything. And Leia says, I like you or whatever. And she gets really mad. She's like, you are a player, yada, yada, yada. Leia's trying to make Jay jealous. Jay is trying to like, but you know, there's like, I don't know. <laughs> that whole thing. And Ozzy ends up snitching on, on them. And Red goes to the rape to get Leia. So... We find out Gwen, they're back at the house now after Red snatched them from the rave. And we find out that Gwen only skimmed the riot girl manifesto. And she's like, I'm sure that the general thing is just like doing what you want or whatever. Because earlier she's like, don't let a man control what you do. Kitty and Red get mad at her, but Kitty is the bad cop and then Red is the good cop. And it's like an interesting, I don't know. I liked it because Kitty is normally the like one who's so excited about having the kids in the house and she's like you know the like I don't know I feel like it was a nice I, I enjoyed it I enjoyed seeing them kind of switch roles in a sense and they they liked it Kitty was like I enjoyed being bad cop so it's nice to see them not just being like one-dimensional in their grandparenting of Leia the episode ends with Leia's playing, playing basketball outside and Jay comes and he's like how about on the count of three, we say how we feel about each other. But this time, Leah tricks Jay and he says, I like you. And she says, I think we should just be friends. The episode ends with Leah talking to Gwen and she's like, that was, I, I, I didn't mean that. I just wanted to be the one in, in control. Leah asserting her power over Jay tricking him it's like a nice little flip of it okay episode five is called step by step kitty is setting up her first computer ever ozzy's helping he has a 16 step plan to come out to you know a 16 step coming out plan and coming out to kitty is step seven it's like coming out to an adult in his life who he knows um but isn't like necessarily like his family or anything um, I don't remember all the steps. Part of them are like coming out to strangers. The last one is coming out to his parents. Um, Leah's like, I, you're so confident. I thought you were already out. And, um, Ozzy's like, I'm, I'm a gay kid in small town, Wisconsin. Like it's a miracle I'm out to anybody. And it's like, so true, Ozzy. What a king. Anyways, I, I love that for him genuinely. Nate and this is the first episode where like Nikki and Nate have conflict. Like, they are not having fun with each other. Like their relationship does not seem fun. And rewatching it because I did rewatch. I watched all of that '90s show, and then I rewatched it and took notes. And based on the ending, I started picking up on like their conflict more because their relationship. Anyways, I'll get to it. But I would just like to make note of that that Nick, Nikki, and Nate are not vibing. Nate really wants to pick up this, like, used 
free hot tub or whatever, and Nikki's like very against it. Or him and Jay go, Nate and Jay go to pick it up. It ends up being a trick of like this old woman just wants to get hot, impressionable guys in her in her hot tub. Um, not that interesting. <laughs> Leia tries to test the waters with Kitty to see if she's like accepting, uh, so Ozzy can feel like safe to come out, but. She does it in such a vague way that Kitty misunderstands and she thinks that Leia's talking about like having sex for the first time and Kitty freaks out, calls Donna. She's like, your daughter's about to have sex, Donna. Even though she's not, that's not what it was at all. Gwen and Nikki are by themselves because Nate's gone. Leia is pre like everybody's preoccupied and they're like by themselves and they're like, we don't know what to do. It's like awkward. They're like, they never hang out, just the two of them. Um, they're not friends, but I kind of like, I, I liked it. They end up getting glamour shots and that was really cute. And I was like, maybe I'd ship them together. <laughs> if Gwen and I, I would just like a sapphic relationship in the, ne- in, the, in, the, in the next season. That's just me. Um, and I have seen people on TikTok say that they give like high Jackie vibes and I'm not against it. Um, so... Anyways, that's just a thought I had in my head. Donna comes to talk to Leia about the whole sex thing. And um, Leia's kind of caught off guard because obviously she's not trying to have sex. Um, but Ozzy's like freaked out. So she covers for Ozzy and pretends she is ready to have sex. And like Donna has a whole conversation with her about sex and whatever. Um, and it's really sweet how Leia covers for Ozzy. Leia finds out that Eric was not smooth in high school at all. It was it's really funny. And I think if anyone's supposed to be like the Eric character, it's definitely supposed to be Leia. Like Leia is, I don't know if every one of the kids in the group is like supposed to be a parallel or like a mirror or anything like that to another character, like a character from that 70s show. But I think if any character is supposed to be one who mirrors one of the older characters, it's definitely like Leia is definitely supposed to mirror Eric. Some people think Gwen is supposed to be the Hyde kind of character. Nikki is like Jackie. Um, Kelso, Jay is obviously Kelso. Ozzy is Fez. I don't know who people think Nate is supposed to be. Maybe the Donna? We'll get we'll get there. <laughs> anyways. But I don't really know because he, he doesn't really give Donna vibes. But anyways. Ozzy does end up coming out to Kitty and she's really sweet about it. He's like, I have a Canadian boyfriend. And she's like, I don't know how I feel about this. My friend married a Canadian man and he ran away with the car and he's like but you're fine with me being gay and she's like of course and they hug and it's so sweet kitty ally of the century um it was so sweet like it was so sweet um Leia finally decides that she's going to tell Jay that she likes him but he's on a date with a girl who he met at the hot tub (laughs) that sounds so vague but anyways the old woman who was tricking people um to come be in her hot tub, her granddaughter like calls Jay cute and they end up dating. And that's who he's with when Leah is going to go say that he likes her, but he does not. It's very sad. And at the end of the episode, we see Red using the computer despite him at the beginning being very against it. It was very so, it was so funny. She's like, this is the way of the future. One of us has to stay hip, you know, like you can read the news. And he's like, you can read the news right here. And he points to a newspaper. It's called the Point Place Gazette. I wrote it down because I am a newspaper designer. So I pay attention to things like that. Um, And he's like, it's called a newspaper. And you know what I love about this? There are no wires to the government, but he comes around. He's looking at like 
some woman on the internet or something. Um, so that's a, a nice little thing. And Kitty's not even, like, upset that he's looking at, like, pictures of other women. He, she's like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you're using the computer. <laughs> okay, so that's where that episode ends. The Leia J thing has been, you know, hasn't happened yet. But it's like, they like each other. When are they going to happen? We're halfway through. It's back and forth so much. My biggest critique, and I'm just going to go on a mini tangent, and then I'll go into episode six and onward. But I just feel like 10 episode shows, like 10 episode seasons are really making so many plot lines feel rushed because it's like there's been a like will they won't they back and forth but then by the time they get together like their relationship is so brief like I'm just I'm not having moments I don't know like part of me is like I wish they got together earlier so we would have seen more of their relationship because by nature of it like it's only and because she it's like she's only there for the summer. It's like even if they p- pick up in season two, it's like what? Have, are they going to not have seen each other for a year? I don't know. I just have so many. I just wish that they would they would make episodes that were like or seasons that were like 20 episodes, especially if the episodes are a half hour. Like you have the time. Anyways, so episode six is called The Birthday Girl. It's about Leia's birthday. They don't give the date of this. But it's the summer and it's after, I don't know, I kind of, for logically, I don't know what I think Leia would be. Maybe a cancer? But I don't really know because it was like, we don't know how much time has passed from the 4th of July. Because if it's been like more than a month, then she's not a cancer. But I don't really know if she's a Leo. Anyways, they weren't thinking about this when they wrote it. But anyway, she is turning 15 years old. Leia loves Anna 2 and 0, which I like love i've never seen the original 90210 like beverly hills 90210 but i have seen the revival 90210 and i loved it fun fact about 90210 i um my high school the guy who created 90210 went to my high school not at the same time as me of course but he went to my high school he's one of like the few famous alum from winston churchill high school in potomac maryland and there is a it's like folklore or like, you know, a myth or whatever, or like rumored that he based 90210 on my high school, which I mean, that's not really that crazy if it's true, but supposedly he wanted to call it 20854, which is our zip code, but nobody would recognize it. So he moved it to 90210. I feel like that is the part that's more like could be true, could be not. But the fact that he based it off of my high school, I feel like that's probably like not that unbelievable because like, you know, if you're a writer, you write about what you know. And my high school was very privileged. But anyways, that's just a little tangent. Donna and Eric aren't coming back for Leah's birthday, which is kind of sad. Um, but the actors probably just couldn't be there that long. I've noticed that Donna is there more often than Eric. And I think it's probably just because Topher Grace, I don't know. I don't know what, what the act, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but I don't know what the actress who plays Donna is like doing but um career wise but I know Topher is probably busy with home economics which I love that show but anyway Kitty is throwing a classic Kitty Foreman birthday bash she's like so stressed out about getting the party all together that is the main plot line for Kitty this episode Leia's other grandpa Donna's dad Bob is in this episode and there's tension between Kitty Red and him because Red's like bitter about Bob's present. He buys Leia a karaoke machine and Red's like 
damn it, I need to get something better. And Kitty is like freaking out about the food and everything. And he's like getting in the way or whatever. There's a 902 and O sequence um, that I don't really understand because I've never seen 902 and O the original. It's like she views herself as different characters. Um, but I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed the vibe. And I feel like if I knew the show... I would have liked it more. But basically, she's a Brenda. She, like, it's like, I'm Brenda, but I need to be a Kelly. Again, that means absolutely nothing to me. So sorry. Um, she invites Jay to her birthday party, and she invites his girlfriend, too, whose name I literally don't remember. Um, he doesn't show up to the party. She's, like, waiting by the door. He doesn't come. He watched me watch the front door all night, willing you to come. And he said, it's supposed to be fun turning 15 anyways that was so bad i'm so sorry but yeah no so he doesn't come (laughs) there's an awkward karaoke moment where bob starts singing a song but it's like actually a song about sex anyways so embarrassing and then red gives leia the vista cruiser which is um eric's car from that 70s show and i wrote down is that car still in good condition when did they get the car in that 70s show? Did they have it from the beginning? Do old cars hold up more? I don't know enough about cars. All I know is the car I had, like, my parents had from, like, when I was in high school. I, like, was going to drive it in college, and it broke down on the road, and it was, like, dead at that point. And that had only been, like, definitely not, like, 15 years or however long Leia's been alive. So even if they got it at the end of that 70s show, it's like I'm just confused. I also don't think they're driving it that much because of something that happens later on that I'll get to. So how can that car still possibly run? And they live in Wisconsin, so it's not even the best weather to keep old cars. I just, I'm confused about the Vista Cruiser. How how is it in good condition? At least good enough condition to give as a present. Can somebody who knows something about cars please let me know? I would like to know more about the Vista Cruiser. Anyway, um... She's really excited, and they're like, we're going to get you your learner's permit, and Jay's and, and Red's going to teach her how to drive. Very cute. Jay climbs through Leia's window, and he's like, sorry I didn't come. He's basically like, it felt weird to bring, like, my girlfriend, and, and she's like, I wish you were, like, I wanted you to be there, and he's like, I wish I was there, and then she kisses him, and they're basically together now. She's like, can you break up with, I don't remember her name. I, I don't rem- I literally don't remember her name. Um, yeah. And then Leia's like, do you want to go for a drive? And he's like, yeah, but I don't have a car. And she's like, no worries. So they're driving. And the episode ends with a police siren. And they're freaking out. And that's how episode six ends. What an eventful birthday. You have a dream sequence of 90210, your favorite show. You hallucinate that one of the actors is there. I forgot to mention that. But like, she just, she imagines she's talking to one of the actors. Anyways. And then, boom, you get a boyfriend. What a, what a birthday. On my 15th, 15th birthday, I went to a, um, like a creamery, and I met baby cows. That, that was it. That, that was my eventful 15th birthday. I didn't get a boyfriend. Like, congrats, Leia. A bur- boyfriend and a car. Anyways, episode seven is called Boyfriend Day One. The episode opens with, like, Leia and Jay sitting on the couch in... Red and Kitty's house and like they're being told off or whatever. We find out that they get pulled over because the license plate hasn't been updated since 1980. So again, have they not driven the car in 1980 or are they still taking care of the car? If they haven't been driving the car for 15 years, then it can't be 
in good enough condition to drive. I'm, I'm just, I know that this is a minor show, but that bothers me. What is up with the car? Anyways, Leia is super excited about dating Jay. Red is like not excited about her dating Jay or whatever. So a big plot line of this episode is that Gwen wants a tattoo. Her mom will not sign off on getting a tattoo. Red forbids Jay from being in the house anymore. Nate is jealous of Nikki's SAT tutor. Again, more conflict in their relationship. Their relationship at the beginning was very much just like they made out a lot. And she's like, he's like, she's out of my league. Um, that's why he wanted the um, Red's flannel because he was like, my girlfriend really liked me in it. And she's out of my league or whatever. And it's mostly just them fighting. And yeah, I don't think they're the, they're the best couple. I don't think they're particularly that compatible. Anyway, so he's really jealous of her SAT tutor. She is, like, super motivated, wants to do well in the SAT, go to med school, yada, yada, yada. So Sherry is... Kitty's going to the dentist, and Sherry is supposed to pick Kitty up from the dentist because Red needs to go to the DMV to, fit, like, get the car license plate updated and all of that. Leia thinks she and Jay should go do it to show Red that Jay is responsible enough and and all of that. So Leia's like, can can we do it? Sherry at first is like, no, but then Leia's like, we'll fill up the, the car and Sherry's like, go for it. So Gwen, Jay, and Leia go to pick up Kitty from the dentist. Kitty is super high. <laughs> from the dentist and she's like super you know out of it and Gwen has the idea that they should stop at the tattoo parlor because Kitty can sign the consent form and she'll do it because she's like high or whatever so I don't know if you heard my cat but that was my cat meowing in the background um my apologies for any noises she makes. So anyways, they don't really think it's the best idea, but Gwen convinces them. So they stop and um, it's taking a while. And then they come back and Gwen did not get a tattoo, but Kitty did. When Nate is all nervous about um, Nikki's SAT tutor, Ozzy like tries Ozzy's like giving him advice and he has this imagined a talk show segment where like Ozzy has a talk show or whatever and I loved that um but I don't really have much to say about the Nikki Nate thing except that most of their relationship so far has not has been conflict so that's how I feel about them Red gets mad um about that tattoo and Sherry letting them do it or whatever and Jay takes responsibility but Red does not care at first he's like whatever nikki nikki and nate finally talk about the sat tutor and nate being insecure nate is worried that nikki is going to leave him behind she has all these plans for her future and she's worried and he's worried that he's not going to be in it and he's like can you promise me that won't happen and she's like i don't know but i know that i love you and like for right now and again there's like a big asterisk next to their relationship in my mind that this is not going to last Red comes around about that to, about Jay, um, him and Kitty talk, and he's like, he's not, he's not his dad. He, Michael Kelso would have never taken responsibility, and he also comes around on the tattoo. Red teaches Sherry to ride a bike because she earlier 
when Red got mad at Jay and everybody, he also got mad at Sherry, and Sherry got all mad and kind of treated Red like he was her dad and was like, you never taught me how to ride a bike. So Red kind of like teaches Sherry to ride a bike, and it's like a very sweet moment where he's like, I don't know, being kind of paternal. And um, the episode ends with Sherry crashing into Red and injuring him. So episode eight is called Summer Storm. It is, um, as the title indicates, about a summer storm. Red is injured and he's trying to keep busy. There's a storm and Kitty's upset about it because she wanted to donate stuff, but Red won't, won't leave the house. But Red won't leave the house because of the rain and he doesn't want to get rid of anything. If he paid $4 for something 20 years ago, he needs to keep it forever. So she's really upset because she's like, how am I going to do this? Sherry asks Red to help out at her house to keep him busy and allow Kitty to look through her boxes and have everything set aside. Leia is freaking out about doing stuff with Jay um, because he is much more experienced than she is. This is her first relationship. Like, she's barely just kissed somebody, you know, for the first time. So she's all anxious about that. Nate's dad plays baseball in Japan, and him and um, Gwen kind of have conflict this episode about their dads and missing their dads and everything, which I will get to in a second. Kitty grabs the stash accidentally because Jay puts it in a dog treat thing but then Kitty sees it and she's like oh I need to get rid of this because we don't have a dog anymore so she has it they're trying to get it back um Nikki tries to help Leia by giving her relationship advice about like where to put her hands when she's kissing Jay because she's like really nervous about like you know, like everything. She doesn't really know what to do or where to put her hands or anything like that. So Nikki tries to give her advice. Gwen and Nate, again, they have a, Gwen and Nate have a fight. Um, She stole a shirt that Nate's dad sent him from Japan and like grunged it all up or whatever. And she doesn't understand why he's so upset because it didn't even fit him. So she's like, it didn't fit you. Why are you upset about this? Um, but eventually they have a nice moment where it's like, I miss my dad. I miss my dad too. And they like hug and they make up and it's all beautiful. Loved it. I don't know. It's nice to see them talk about the fact that they miss their dads and how that impacts their relationship. And then kind of like some kind of resolution because there's a lot of like brother, sister angst. And it's nice to see a little bit of resolution, even if it's brief. Um, Leia and Jay are kissing and he moves suddenly and she accidentally touches his, um, private part, his, you know, downstairs region, whatever you want to call it, his situation, as they would say on The Bachelor. If you get it, you get it. They get the, they get the stash back. Leia and, um, Jay have a nice conversation. He's like super, like, it's sweet. They make up. Everything's fine between them. They get high. Um, they're holding an umbrella, and Nate basically calls it umbrella because he's like, mom's always confused when it's raining. She goes, umbrella. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I'll admit that I giggled. The rain stops. They go outside. They're having a really great time. And Leia's like, I don't want some, I, I don't want this to ever end. And then Sherry comes out and she's like, guys, you have to get your shit together. Summer's about to end. This is all about to end. And that's how episode eight ends. So 
RIP Leia's life. Anyways, episode nine is called Dirty Double Booker. So Leia's freaking out about summer ending because she doesn't want to go back to her life in Chicago with no friends and no boyfriend and no life. Um, Ozzy hasn't done his summer reading. So the whole episode, it's just him reading little pieces of books and comment about it. The first book he picks up is Big Brother and he reads Big Brother is watching you and he goes so it's about a perv. Got it. And then he puts it down. I thought that was kind of funny. Nobody's excited about school starting except Nikki. Nikki loves school. Um, She loves learning all of that. Nate hasn't been training at all um, for football and he's like freaking out because he was supposed to be doing that all summer and Jay's like I'll train you. So there's like a whole Jay and Nate training sequence. Um, again, Nikki is kind of like annoyed by Nate. Nate doesn't understand why she loves school. Again, there is conflict between them. I feel like I'm such a Nate and Nikki hater, but it's just like, what do they like about each other? Except they're like, there's nothing there. Anyways, um, Nikki is hanging out upstairs and Red's like, what are you doing? And he's up here and she's like, those kids are idiots. Kitty gets a call, um, while Nikki's there about, um, a nursing position being opened up at the high school and it being available to her. And Nikki decides to help her with like her interview and her resume. Red is kind of against it at first. Leia um, made plans with both Jay and Gwen. So she's rushing through her hike with Jay because she doesn't want to be late to her plans with Gwen, aka a dirty double booker, and is as is the name of the episode or whatever. She's like rushing through the hike with Jay and then they get lost and they find Leo again and they ask him for help, but he doesn't really know what he's doing. Gwen shows up at the house to pick up Leia and Kitty's like, oh, she's still on her hike with Jay. And so Gwen gets really mad. She and Ozzy go to the country club by themselves because Leia's plan with Gwen was to break into the country club or whatever. Um, So Gwen and Ozzy go by themselves anyway. Leia confesses to Jay about her plans with Gwen. He's he's upset, but he's not, like, mean about it. He's like, I'm not unreasonable. You should have told me. I liked his response. Like, I, he didn't get mad at her. He was hurt. Um, but he was reasonable about, uh, reasonable about it. I liked his response. We see Gwen and Ozzy at the country club. He is slaying. The He orders something, and the employee goes... What's your member number? Can I get your member number? And he goes, can I get your unemployment number? What a way to work the system. Anyways, Leo drives Leia and um, Jay into town. So that's how they finally get out of the forest where they've been lost. Um, Red comes around to Kitty working. He like brings her her resume that she leaves at the house accidentally Nate is like super sore from all the working out that he did all in one day that he was supposed to be doing for the summer. And Nikki is super dismissive. She doesn't want to help him. Again, they don't really seem to like each other. Anyways, um, so he's like sore. Nikki's like, I'm busy helping Kitty. And um, Leia helps Nate. And they have like a nice little moment. He, She like talks about Gwen and he like gives a really nice perspective about Gwen and how much she's going to miss Leia and how much like Gwen puts on a brave front. But she like deep down is like not as cool as like he's like Gwen is Gwen to you, but like here she doesn't have that many friends and not that many people get her and she's going to miss you more than you think she is. And it's like a very nice thing. 
she calls him smart and he goes, nobody's ever called me smart before. I don't know. I, I liked, it was a cute moment. Okay. I'm not opposed to Nate and Leia together. Okay. That, that is all I'm saying. So you guys are going to hate me, but I don't even care. You guys, who, who, who's going to hate me? I don't really know. I'll, I'll get to it in, at the end. Kitty gets the nursing job. Um, Gwen and Leia have a sweet moment. Leia's like, you're my best friend. Like you're not getting rid of me. If I'm on the moon, I'm here for you. They hug. Um, they make up. Things are better between them. Nate tells Jay um, that Leia helped him because Jay's like, I'm sorry that I couldn't be there for you. Like, because he's, you know, in such a bad spot physically with being sore. And he's like, don't worry, Leia helped me. She's like, pretty great. You're really, luck- you really lucked out. And Jay is like, yeah, she's great when she's here. And he's basically like, I'm, I'm, I need to have a serious conversation with Leia about like, us going forward so the episode ends with us kind of knowing that leia is going to be dumped soon episode 10 is called kids in america leia has a disposable camera that she um is like really anxious about using i love leia because she's just like everything stresses her out she is so relatable she's like trying to figure it out but she's like she can't figure it out and she accidentally takes a photo of ozzy's butt and nikki decides to take charge and she's like i'll take the pictures jay at some point says burn the way that michael used to um and that was really fun it was a nod to that 70s show i enjoyed that um it's leia's last night so they're like partying they're drinking the rest of the keg from the first episode um and nate mentions the breakup thing not knowing that leia doesn't know and shit hits the fan leia's upset she like yells at at Jay, she's like, I can't believe I'm one of your summer things after all. She like sprays cheese whiz down his pants. Um, she's mad that they're not even trying. He's like, long distance is gonna be hard. And she's like, but you don't even wanna try. And then everybody sides with him. So she just gets really mad and like runs out. The next morning, Kitty is really happy that Leia is gonna come back next summer because her boyfriend's here, her best friend lives next door and she loves my potato salad. Um, she's obviously coming back. And then Gwen comes in, or Jay calls, and Leia's really mad at the phone. And Kitty's basically like, Gwen, why is Leia so upset? And she's like, stuff with me, stuff with Jay. And yesterday she got sick from a potato salad, and Kitty's freaking out. She's like, those are the big ticket items, Gwen. There's a plot line this episode about a tree. A tree falls in Sherry's front yard, and she has to deal with it and deal with her landlord. And she's dating Fez again, and Fez has like some kind of feud with the um, landlord that he like decides to just prioritize his relationship with Sherry over his feud with the landlord and he like I don't know I don't care about this plot line I don't care about Fez I know I said that I was interested in what happened between them but like uh, between the characters from the old show but I'm not interested in like I don't care about his dating life okay sorry I know Wilder Wilmer Valder I know Wilmer I don't know how you I know he's from Venezuela but I don't like the man okay um anyways I'm from Venezuela for context. If you're listening to this and you're like, what does that have to do with anything? I typically like to support my Venezuelans, but me and him are not, we are not friends. <laughs> so anyways, I don't really care about this plot line, but they like, he like, I don't know, puts his ego aside and helps Sherry or whatever. Good for him. I don't care. Um, Kitty really wants to convince Leia that Point Place isn't so bad. She's like doing everything that she can. Donna is... Um, 
back to pick up Leia. Again, what I was saying earlier about this actress being in it more than the actor who plays Eric. Like she's in a couple episodes, a few episodes. I think this is the third episode she's in. Eric's only in the the first one, um, which I find interesting. Donna comforts Leia and she's like, first, like breakups are hard. Being a teenager is hard, but you know what helps? Like talking to your friends, go talk to Gwen. Like it'll help. Just make up with Gwen. It'll be okay. I do have to say, I find it kind of narratively confusing that, I mean, I guess she kind of snaps at Gwen at the beginning of the episode when Gwen agrees that maybe her and Jay shouldn't be together. But like, they made up at the end of the last episode. Like, would one fight really be like causing, like, I don't know. I feel like they shouldn't have made up if a big conflict of this episode was going to be she's having problems with her girlfriend her ooh, Freudian slip because I want them to be gay she's having problems with her boyfriend her best friend and the potato salad they made up at the end of the last episode after the double booking thing I feel like after that kind of conversation with the friend where you're like I'm not going anywhere you would not be I don't know but maybe I'm wrong anyway that's just my two cents I feel like I didn't understand the first time I was watching. I was like, why she's saying there's stuff with Gwen? I thought her and Gwen just made up. And I watched it a second time and I understood that it was because she snapped at Gwen early, like at the beginning of the episode. But I still find it kind of confusing that her and Gwen are having conflict when it seems like such a minor thing that she would like briefly snap at her when she's like going through a breakup. I I don't know. Like a few episodes ago, we saw how heartbroken Leia was about I think that it was it was at the beginning it was at the epi- it was the episode of her birthday at the beginning of it she's like so distraught about her and Jay's breakup even though they weren't dating like would you not expect Leia to be super emotional about her and Jay breaking up that she would snap at you a little bit I don't know to me it's just like I don't even feel like there's conflict between them and I'm going on a tangent anyways Donna comforts Leia Kitty finds Jay and tries to convince him to give it a shot with Leia because she does not want Leia to not want to not want to come back to Point Place. There's there's a moment too I forgot to mention this where she's trying to convince Leia that Point Place is really great and she's like Leia's calling it a podunk town like she's so anti Point Place and she's like it has such a great jingle everything points to this place and I love that anyway Nate and Leia talk. Um, because Leia's looking for Gwen, but Gwen's not there. And they have like a little moment where he's like, she's like talking about her breakup and she's like, it really sucks. And it like sucks that everybody was siding with Jay. And he's like, not everybody. Like he's like, Jay's my best friend. So I like, I didn't want to go against him, but like, I'm on your side. Like, I feel like you need to give it a shot. And they like a moment where they talk about being hopeless romantics and, um, about wouldn't it be so nice to find somebody who understands you and how you can talk to with anybody. And then they lean and they're about to kiss and when interrupts very anyways. Um, and I just have to say, I wrote down in my notes, I don't hate this. I've, I've alluded to this. I don't think Nikki and Nate are compatible as a couple. And I, I'm not against a couple where it's like they're different or whatever, but I just, I don't even feel like they're different, but they, are happy together. Jackie and Hyde from that 70s show, they were like opposites and they like didn't like it. Like that to me is different. Um, this is just like they're dating, so they like each other, and but they don't seem happy. I don't know. 
I am not opposed to them not being together. And I do like the tension with Nate and Leia. And I, I'm just, I'm not attached to Leia's relationship with Jay. Not because I don't like Jay. I like Jay and I like Leia and I like them together. But it's just, we saw so little of their relationship that I'm genuinely like, I'm open to anything. I'm open to Leia dating Nate. I'm open to a love triangle. I'm open to Leia realizing that she and Nate are just really good friends. I'm open to Leia dating a girl. I'm open to anything. I don't have any strong attachment to either of their relate, like either relationship right now. I also wrote down that I think I was initially drawn to the idea of Gwen and um, Leia dating because of the like parallels of like the next door neighbor vibes, and I was like, maybe this is supposed to mirror that in a way. I'm not against this. I do not think Nate and Nikki should date. Maybe Nikki should date Gwen. But yeah, I'm not I'm not against it. Fez gets high and with some of the kids, which is like weird to me. Um, but he imagines everybody from like that 70s show. Like we see a young Kelso, we see a young Jackie, um, we see a young Eric. I thought that was really cute. I liked that moment. Um that was the only moment of Fez's where I wasn't like, I hate this man, get him off my screen. Gwen and Leia are on the water tower, which parallels the first episode. And I really liked that. Um, I mean, they even are like, remember the first time we were up here, like at the beginning of the summer, like, it's so weird. Can you believe all of that? That time has passed and we're so different. And I liked it. I liked that they ended on the water tower. Like not, they didn't, that's not where the episode ends. But I liked that in the last episode, there's a nod to the first episode with the water tower and everything. Gwen's like, you were so nerdy, you could, couldn't could stop talking about debate club. <laughs> I loved it. Um, and they spray paint the water tower. We don't know what it says yet, but we, we know that they spray paint the water tower. We then cut to um, Leia is like packing up the car. She's getting ready to leave. Red is like, your friends cannot use the basement. And then Kitty's like, your friends can use the basement whenever they want. And I wrote down, I wonder... If there's a season two, which I imagine there will be, but if there's a season two, like how that's going to look, um, is it going to be bits and pieces of her visiting over breaks? Is it just going to be the summer? Is that like going to be the structure of the show? Are they ever going to show or mention them hanging out there without her? Um, I'm interested to see what that's like. Like, are they going to hang out there without her or would that be weird? Like, I don't know. Anyways, Nate and Leia talk and... Um, they both agree that their almost kiss was not nothing, that it was something. And then Jay shows up and he wants to give it another chance. He's like, I, 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 you know, and she's like frozen and she doesn't know what to say. And she's like, all, and then Gwen's like, she'll call you when she gets to Chicago. And they all say goodbye. Jay is like, I'm really going to miss her. And Nate is like, I am too. And then he's like, not. Ozzy's like distraught. He's like crying. Um, Kids in America plays as Don and Leia drive away and the episode ends with the photos from the disposable camera um, and there's one that says Gwen and the, we see the what they spray painted on the water tower it says Leia and Gwen 95 um, and that's how that 90s show ends so my general thoughts are I liked it it was a very fun, easy watch. I don't think that it's necessarily the kind of show that requires like a deep dive, like detailed watch of like 
things, but it's fun to pick up um, similarities and parallels to the original. Um, I've said this in my last podcast episode, but I am a big fan actually of spinoffs where it is somebody's kid or it's in the same world, but different characters. I like that. I like How I Met Your Father for that same reason, because it's not a direct reboot in that it's the characters, but just however many years later, it's the same world, um, but new characters. And I like the premise of like somebody's kids passing the torch. And I like, I like that 90s show. I like it so far. I think when you make a reboot or a spinoff of like such a cult classic, or I don't know if it's a cult classic, but like it has a very big fan base. Um, like that 70s shows, like there's going to be a lot of like opinions about it. And I very much enjoyed it as somebody, as somebody who doesn't know a ton about that 70s show, but have always enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it for that reason. And I'm, I'm excited to, I've, I've seen stuff about how the kids aren't the best actors and, and this and that. And the thing is, are they the most fantastic actors ever? No, but I, I, I would be very excited it was like a fun, cheesy show. And I feel like a lot of the same similar ways that that 70s show was. Um, and I feel like the actors can grow into themselves and can grow into the characters. And I'd be very excited to see how the show grows and how the characters grow and how the actors grow over many seasons. And I hope that if it has a season two, it also has more than a season two because I am very sad about Gossip Girl only getting two seasons, even though I had my complaints about the revival. But anyways, my general thoughts, I liked it. I um, was born in 99, so I'm not a 90s kid, and I would never claim that I know enough about that decade to watch it and be like, this is relatable to me. But I enjoyed it. I like the characters. I like that it's more diverse. Um, I like that there's a gay character. I wish that either the episodes had been longer or the season had been longer. I say this every time I watch a show that is 10 episodes and the episodes are only half hour long. I don't feel like I'm getting enough. I don't know, because it feels kind of condensed. Like, it's what I was saying about Leia and um, Jay's... It's what I was saying about Leia and Jay's relationship is that I don't feel particularly connected to it. And I don't know... I don't entirely know why, but I think it's because of the timeline and... And yeah, there have only been 10 episodes in one season so far, so who knows, maybe I would grow attached to them. But I have grown attached to relationships faster. I, I just think there's something about, I just think there's something about the arc of like, they, they were kind of a will they, won't they for like the first half. And then they got together and they were like dating for like two episodes. And there was like a bit of conflict of her like not knowing how to like, be in a relationship with someone so much more experienced. And then the conflict is that they, they're going to break up because they're doing long, long distance. And it's like, they've barely been dating. I don't even know. Like, I, I would like a little bit more content to, I don't know. And I, I, I tend to like TV better because I feel like I get more attached to the characters and the storylines. And I have hope that I can if the show continues. I liked... For example, I really liked Ginny and Georgia season two, and I had feelings and connections to the characters, but after season two, I felt like I had a deeper connection and more to say and all of that about the characters, 
And so I have hope that if that 90s show continues, um, that I can, I can grow those kind of relationships and thoughts and opinions with the characters that way, hopefully. Um, if you enjoyed this, please follow me wherever you listen to podcasts, follow my social media for any updates. You can contact me, um, on any of my social media with feedback, critiques, concerns, suggestions, anything. Next episode will likely be a deep dive on Ginny and Georgia season two. I did a review of season one, if you want to listen to that before next week. Yeah, if that is not my next episode, it will be the one immediately after. I just need to like, you know, get get through rewatch. I need to rewatch all of season two and take notes. So if I haven't done that, in a week, I'll just pull something together for the next episode. But I intend that to be the next episode. I just, some days work, work is busier. Sometimes work is busier than normal. So I'll see how life goes. Thank you so much for listening. Um, it really means a lot. Share this with a friend, um, post about it. Give me a good review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, any, anything of the sort. I hope you have a great day. You will hear from me next week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much.